0: I, I just feel like it, it. this is unprofessional on my end. Like I'm having such a phenomenal guest and I don't have any sort of backdrop like <laughs> green screen. I've got like a back <laughs> thing here in the corner. It's, it's, uh, me neither. I just have clutter. I, just, I hate those.
1: I kind of hate the green screens because the minute you move, do you know what I mean? It's like your yeah. hand gets sucked in from the green screen. So it's like, oh, let's That's just show our, let's Or like, I hate it.
0: the ones that are like, oh, pretend you're on like a Ferris wheel. Oh. And it's like one of those like, uh, or they, there's a lot of shows now that
1: are doing that. They're like pretending you're on stage. And it's like, let's not, let's not go there. It's already bad enough that we're not on stage. Do you know what I mean? Like, don't.
0: Let's not do overkill. You're,
1: you're kicking us when we're down. Exactly. So. Oh my God. Well, how was the UK? Uh, fantastic. It was very good. Thank you very much. It rained every day. I loved it. Yeah. And now I've been, I got back um on Sunday night. And I'm so I'm so jet lagged. Like, okay, like, I mean, yeah, jet lag, but I didn't know that there was this kind of jet lag. Like, I didn't know that it would like, I, I'm in, I feel awful. And someone told me this, um, that apparently to get over jet lag, it's one day for every hour of time zone change.
0: Oh my God.
1: So, yeah, I know. So it's like, I'm, England is eight hours ahead of me. So I'm like, I've got like, what? I get apparently two more days, two more days of jet lag. So there we go. <laughs> So I plan to wake up and feel fabulous on Monday or I'm going to be pissed. But
0: anyway, how were the shows there? Consider, are they still in, are they in like stage two or stage three? No, it's like, there
1: were no shows. There were no shows. This was like, this was a personal trip. It was no work at all. Oh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Visiting only. Yeah. So basically it was just like, I just quarantined and that was the whole trip. And then two days (laughs) off for walking around and I turned around and came home. Oh yeah. A lot of quarantining. A lot of quarantine.
0: Did you ever think about going
1: to the UK before you moved to LA? You know what? Yes. Mm-hmm. And now I have to be honest. Like, I, I, I often wonder, did I make the right decision? Because I like um, like I like everything that comes out of the UK. Like, all of the... I mean, they make the best TV shows. They make yeah. the best shows. They do. You know, and they really do. And, like, I have a couple friends that... when uh, A friend of mine, a very good friend of mine, she moved to London, like, six months before I moved to uh, L.A. And, I mean, it's just... Their comedy scene is so—I mean, so good. Like everyone's always like, "Oh, New York," it goes to New York and then like London. Like they're they are neck and neck with like the amount of shows you can do and stuff. And uh, and London pays you like they pay you very well. Like you can be just doing sets and and pay your rent. Do you know what I mean? So it's like that's incredible. That's what? a fairy that's, tale. That's lovely. And also too, like this is sort of my favorite. Um, a headline set in London is twenty minutes are you kidding me? I'm, I'm like, I'm sorry. What? (laughs) Like the only time I love 20 minutes is my favorite amount. But like, um, the only time that people like do like long hour sets is like if they're doing like, you know, a theater tour or something, but like at a club, it's just the headliner does 20. That's Uh, amazing. So I know. So there is a part of me that's like, Oh, anyway, I don't know. Do I have it in me to start over again? I don't know. We'll see we'll see
0: <laughs> is that what it was like did you really have to technically like is it true like the folklore about having to start over in in the states is that is that yeah right? it is you know and I
1: am like I'll say this to you without you know what I mean like forgive me if this sounds like ugh, but um you know I moved here with I moved here with like a lot of credits you know what yeah, I, mean? of like, course. I, I moved in my 14th year of comedy and I had a very, you know, oh, here we go. The cat that I'm cat sitting, one second. Okay. This is, are you going to come in and, and ruin everything? <laughs> yes, you are. Hello. Oh, my
0: God. Oh. Yay. <laughs> oh, I love cats so much. Oh, my
1: God. She's so cute. Although I think I'm a little allergic to her because I've only ever had short hair cats. Okay. And I'm cat sitting and she's very long hair. And I think I'm a little allergic. But she's so cute. I don't care. Okay. Um, But uh, yeah, so when I moved here, like, you know what I mean? It wasn't like, it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to give, I had a very long resume, you know, I had, I already had American management, all of this stuff. And it was very much like the credits didn't transfer. They just didn't. Like, it was like, I knew a lot of the comics and I I feel like it was a little easier for me, but the first two years of being an ally were very bad. (laughs) They were, that was kind of some of the hardest, two of the hardest years of my life. It was just like, it was completely starting from scratch. And it was, you know, uh, I mean, it didn't, it didn't take as long as it would maybe if you were, you know, just really just starting your comedy career in LA, like if you were just from zero starting, but it just, it, it really did. It was really, it was really hard. And, um but also at the same time, I know it was definitely necessary. Um right. The, the, yeah, the humbling of having to start over, I think was very good for me mm-hmm. because, uh, you know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like, I feel like, you should, you should move at least once in your comedy career, even if it's for two years or whatever. But I feel like, you know, at least one move is, is probably good for you. Um, but yeah, like I would say now, I mean, not right now, not where we are in the world right now, but like now I would say like if, if a Canadian is going to make the move to the States, which is a good idea, but I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's completely necessary anymore, whatever. Um, but I feel like I'd say do it sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, 14 years, that was kind of like, oh, okay. That was, you know, um, I don't know. It, it hurt more, do you know what I mean, at 14 years? Because you think, I'm, I'm here. Is everyone excited? Everyone's like, no. So if you move in like year six, then you're kind of like still not an open micer, but you're still sort of a new comic. And right. that sort of more, I think, would probably be an easier transition. So like that's, I would say, like yeah, six, seven, eight years. But yeah, yeah. try to, if, if you can, that would just be, that's just my opinion.
0: That's, and that's great to know because I feel like there's so much judgment that's passed because I guess the Canadian scene is so small
1: mm. that
0: it's like, as soon as somebody makes the move to LA, there's like a hundred comedians talking about like, are they ready? Like, are they going to- I know,
1: to I know, I know.
0: And there's
1: no ready. There's no yeah. ready either. Like there's not ready. You're ready when you're, I mean, uh, who cares? You know, yeah. honestly, like, I think if you, if you're able to like make the move and- and do it financially if you have you know if you have a visa or if you know if you're somehow you know a dual citizen go for it you know yeah LA right. New York I don't think it matters which one uh, anymore I think it always you for a really long time it used to just be you know, like the only place you'd go was New York but I think now you know LA has way uh, better of a comedy scene than it did maybe 10 15 years ago so I don't think that matters but um, yeah I know and and the one thing that is very interesting is that you know when Canadians come here. All the this is you're ridiculous. This is seriously just This is come on,
0: come on. I didn't even notice the cat. I don't even see the cat. I'm <laughs> so enthralled that we're talking that I don't even I see a, the cat's ass, ass in my face. face. Okay, yeah.
1: but you know the one thing that is it is very funny because um, even though I'm like oh the credits don't transfer, they know how funny we are though. Hmm. Like that is, that is for sure. Americans know, yeah, they know it. And they, they are like, they tease and they're just like, so everyone that comes from Canada is killer. And I'm like, yeah. And that is the beauty of a small comedy scene. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, so it's like, that's the thing. So if if you come from Toronto or you come from Vancouver or, you know, even Calgary now, like it's like, it's still, we still get the opportunity to have way more stage time you know, growing up with way more stage time right. than, you know, in LA or because, you know, LA, if you're brand new, it's just going to be terrible open mics. And yeah. that wasn't that wasn't the case. I'm like, when I started in Toronto, like I don't even remember there being terrible open mics. Like I remember oh. like there was a couple and, and then they went away quickly that, you know, you'd have to sit around and wait to see if you got on. But everything else was like a booked mic where you got a set and there was a crowd. And so, yeah. And I think that's I think that's the thing. So when we move we're already good comics you know so i think that the americans know it the american comics know it the industry might not but the the american comics know it the community knows for sure for sure
0: that's great yeah and Mm -hmm. especially being in toronto i feel like you get those opportunities to perform with people that you admire earlier than you would in la
1: absolutely i mean
0: like going to the i would see like dave marhaj yeah 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 and just like k trevor wilson they would just like pop in and yeah and like like, yeah they
1: they don't they don't keep it separate like they don't
0: you know what i mean it's like they'll book
1: whoever on a show rather like we're here it'll just be you know, it'll only be, you know, Sarah Silverman and, you know, and, you know, best-selling and whatever. But that's that's the show, you know what I mean? There's no, like, who's that? The last one, there's no, like, sort of younger or whatever. Right. Um, but, yeah, so I'm, I'm telling you, I think very lucky to have started in Toronto. That's mm-hmm. what I think. I think that, very grateful to have started in Toronto. Truly, yeah, truly. Yeah. 100%, yeah. totally. Mm-hmm. Well,
0: that's great. Are you in LA now full-time? I am, yeah.
1: yeah. I am for a bit. Um, there's, you know, until... Oh, there's, I mean, there might be, I might, there's talk of there's something else in Toronto in December, but you know what? It's like right now, I just have to see what the world is going to do. You know, I mean, are we, are they going to shut us down again? I don't know. So yeah, I mean, when I'm able, when I'm able to come to Canada, I will always. Um, But um, yeah, just because I like working there and I I miss Canada, I do. But um, yeah, it's just right now, who knows what's going on. Oh
0: yeah it's, it's something hard yeah about this pandemic happening I mean if it was just happening to me like if if I was the only person in the world not able to do mm-hmm. comedy or do what I do then I'd be like totally fucked mm-hmm. but I think that comedians are so neurotic and we're all control freaks in some way that like having this be like listen like there are some things that are out of your control like yes you know, put away the all together and yeah. all together, that's totally it. It's like,
1: it, there is that sort of like, like if there was like, if Vancouver was still performing, but Toronto wasn't like, yeah. we'd be sick. Do you know what I mean? We'd all be like, Whoa. I'd be physically you know, ill. I'd be growing up, I'd have you, coronavirus. Honestly, I would give myself like that, coronavirus. Yeah. <laughs> we would like go into like, you know, we'd have to be hospitalized, but yeah. that's because it is, you know, across the world. Yeah. It's 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 made it a little easier. I mean, it's not been, it's very stressful, and we're all like, oh, but it's, I do think it's easier that it's like everybody. And I think that's the only way for comedians to survive. Because truly, if there was like, you know, oh, uh, three states away, it's, oh, it's open for business, it's, it's terrifying. So,
0: yeah. So that's the only I thing, think that's like, the only yeah. saving grace. Winnipeg just had their comedy the festival. festival. i, and I like, what's happening in Winnipeg? What stage are yeah, they I, I know. you wait and see. I will. I know, you wait and
1: see. I, I hate to say it, but it's like they're all like, "Oh, we we'll have the festival," and then next week it'll be like numbers skyrocket in Winnipeg. It's like, oh.
0: Yeah, oh, well, God. that's what happened to that's us. We kind of got our hopes up with that taping, and then yes. uh, literally two weeks later, it blew up too.
1: Yeah, and didn't didn't Comedy Bar get? There wasn't there like a bit of a outbreak yeah. at Comedy Bar.
0: There was uh, there was somebody at Comedy Bar that had it. Thankfully, oh. nobody else got infected. Um, oh yeah, that I'm aware yeah. of, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy. So there, all of our venues are shut back down again in Toronto. But mm-hmm. we had we had a moment. We had a little moment. Yeah.
1: You had a nice... And, you know, it's funny, too, because they help. Yeah. The, the little moments of reprieve, they do help. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, even me just being able to go to Toronto for that little bit and, you know, get on stage. It was like, that That will... I feel okay now. Like, I feel like, all right, you know, filled the tank up. And now it's like, let's see how long I can coast, you know, right. until again. But the only thing is, though, um, the where we, where West Coast is... Um, more fortunate is just because of our weather, you know what i mean? So it's like LA will do outdoor shows all year. Yeah, through, yeah, throughout the winter. I mean like there might be a couple that we cancel because it rains, but that's so rare or like if it's too cold, but it won't. Like it's just and i think that's it'll be very interesting to see like not even just comedy just like the world um when the weather changes, you know what i mean? When it gets when there's snow and stuff like that'll suck because at least out here, I mean, you know, just for comics, at least out here, it's like people are still doing outdoor shows. Although it's weird because they're just starting to do outdoor shows. Like, I feel like they only started like in the last month or two and they weren't at the beginning. And I think it's really because everything was super duper shut down, but now it's not like, it's not venues. People are doing it in the park. People are doing, you know what I mean? They're doing it like parking lots of places. So it's like, okay. You know, it's not not restaurants or whatever. I I know it's like, it's a, it's a little like it's a little like gorilla style, you know what I mean? It's like, I guess we get shut down when we get shut down. Who knows?
0: That's right, that's right. Um, mm-hmm. so I talked to you the first time that we met was at the comedy bar warm up shows. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and the first time I saw you, I was like, I have to tell her how obsessed I am with her because <laughs> if I don't, I'm going to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember the first time I saw you, you were on video on trial, and yeah. I was in like uh, elementary school. I was in like grade five or six. Oh, God. And I was just so obsessed with you. I would tell my That's friends fair. to like watch you and stuff like that. And I'm just so obsessed. Like now that I am able to talk to you, um, I kind of want to like, how did you get that gig? How, how, because I, I wish that show was still on. I think so do I. And there's no reason it shouldn't be on. Do you know what I mean?
1: That's what's yeah. so heartbreaking. It's right. like, it's so easy. It costs them nothing to do. Yeah. You know, videos are still being created. It's like, uh, it's such a shame. Um, but what happened there was um, I I worked at the station. Mm. I I literally, like in the 90s, um, I was a switchboard operator and tour guide. At, at the time, it was CDTV, Much Music, and Bravo, right? It was just those three networks. And then, you know, it expanded. And then like Bravo still exists, but Much Music has gone. It's it was got like in um eaten by MTV. Does City TV still exist? I think so. I think but it moved buildings. Anyway, but I worked there, yeah. I worked there um like 1994 I started and at the time it was this because it was you know it was big networks but they were it was still had this very small kind of vibe to it. So their whole mandate was, you know, come in and learn what you want to learn. So it was very interesting. So like I knew that I wanted to perform in some capacity, but I didn't know how. And all of my you know, my friends were just like, you should call the TV station. I was like, okay. And like literally did. And it was like, hello, do you have any jobs? And they're like, yeah. You want to be a girl that answers the phone? You start tomorrow. And I was like, okay. So I just went down yeah. and, and like the girls that I worked with on Switchboard, um, you know, one of them is still in production. Uh, My very best friend who I met there, she wanted to become an editor. They taught her. She was an editor for a while. She doesn't do that anymore. She's a psychotherapist now. Um, But they they let you. They were like, so you want to perform? Like, you can do, you know, they they let you do stuff. Like, they're in the archives of of much music. There are, there are, me, I'm there. Like, I worked at the early shift. And, like, there was the breakfast television in the morning on the news show. And the girl that hosted the the on-the-spot stuff. Like they'd be like, T- Jennifer's at a chicken farm. The days that she was sick or couldn't make it, I did it. They're like, "Go, oh, Deborah." I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> like, hello, it's Deborah. I'm at a chicken farm. And like, they just they let me do stuff. So then, because of that, like that's when I was just like, "Oh no, no, I want to perform. I want to perform." And so they let me do little odd things on television. And then it sort of became known that like one of the girls at the front desk is funny. And I was like, oh, okay, great. And then um, the Humber College uh, program, the, the press release literally came through the newsroom. And a whole bunch of girls were like, you need to go to this. And I I applied that day, got in, did it. Uh, worked at the station for uh, part-time for a little while. And then, you know, left. And everyone was like, you know, still friendly with a lot of the people. I worked there for like five years. So like uh, very friendly with a lot of the people. And then Much Music started doing video on trial. And it was literally... Like one of the girls that I knew when I worked on the front desk, she was just like, doesn't Deborah do comedy? And that was, someone get a hold of Deborah And they, hey, do you want to come in and do, I know. And I was just like, so it was that moment of like, okay. And that just turned into what it was, you know, because a lot of people like they had to audition and they got scouted. It was at the Rivoli often. They would go down and watch, but I was very fortunate. They were just like, okay, no, Deborah, you'll just, you'll just be on the show. And I was like, okay. And so it just kind of, it worked out for me that way. That was like, it's very, my career, my beginning of my career, I was very fortunate. There was a lot of those little kind of, you know, I believe it's like, you know, that's the earth going, this is what you're supposed to be doing. Cause it just kind of fell into place for me at the beginning, you know? And so then that show, I mean, at at the first like two seasons, they used a, a lot of scattered comics. So they just used like myself, Trevor Boris, and Samantha uh, Jalees were like the three that they kind of kept, you know, as the, as, the, as the base. And then they used a whole bunch of other people. And then, because they didn't pay very much. I mean, for what you would think, television, they did not pay very much.
0: Really? And
1: a lot of comic. oh yeah. And a lot of comics were kind of like, you know, forget it. Like, they're not paying anything. And I just liked it so much that I was like, I don't care. It doesn't take me much time. I enjoy it. And uh, that was, you know, because by, by season three, three or four, it had just, it just turned into a monster. You know, they just, they just, it just got so popular. It got popular, like, in a way that much music had never seen. They, just, they never had a show that that was, that was that popular. And then it kind of became, like, the sort of the basis. So it was, like, me, Trevor Sabrina, Darren Rose, Eddie DeLicepi, um Oh, God, who else? There was a couple other guys. What was his name? David Kerr. Um, Matt O'Brien eventually joined on and became one of the regulars. Yeah, there was Andrew Johnston. Right. There was there was a there was a there was probably like a solid 10 of us that were the regulars. And then that was just one of those things that like I'm so grateful for that. I did that show for seven years, I want to say. And it was just one of those things that it's like, it's just the kind of press that you cannot buy. Like it just, it was so it was it was never a moneymaker, but it was because um just because of like the, the people that liked me from it. Because, you know, it's like if a, a lot of times like people will come to my show and be like, I loved you on video on trial. And it's just like, because they were 16 when they started watching it, right. you know, and now they're 34. And now they come to my shows. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, right. it's that kind of like, it's getting it's getting people at that young age. You know what I mean? And like, when I mean the things that you like when you're a teenager, like you're you still you know, secretly like them, you know, it's, it's kind of like getting people when they're young and then they sort of grow up with me for seven years. And then, you know, now they're adults and they come to my show or we perform on the same show or whatever. You know what I mean? It's that, it's that really lovely sort of like natural kind of way uh progression. And I was just, it's so I'm, I'm so grateful to video Trial, And I am, I mean, for not even necessarily for me to still be on it. I just, I just feel like it's a bummer that it stopped because it was yeah. such a good thing for comics. You know, it just, it could still be happening, you know, and it's, it's such a shame because it's like, I'm, it was, it was really popular. and It was just such a good medium for comics, you know, because we don't have a lot of talking heads in Canada, which is a shame because that's always so fun for comics, you know?
0: Right. And especially those yeah. shows, too, because I feel like everything now is on like Netflix or Crave. Like there's so many different yeah. platforms for people to yeah. get it. Yes. Where, like, at the time, it kind of felt like much music. Like if you're watching TV, you were watching video on trial. Absolutely. Right. like There was, right? no, Netflix, there was no-, no,
1: there was nothing exactly. Is that the timing was very right? and it didn't cost yeah. an extra $10 a month. It was just you know what that was? It it was very it was very much after school viewing. Do you know what I mean? Because I I think it was on like five o'clock or something, and it was like they knew what they were doing. That's 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 who they were going for. So yeah, so that was I'm still grateful to that show because it is it still happens still like whatever it was. It ended in thirteen. So like. <laughs> Oh my god like seven eight years later i still right i still reap the benefits does that, of that ever so. get old
0: like are you like do you ever get annoyed if people come up to you and they're just like i know you from video on trial I've if been i do better- punch me in the face okay yeah. like i'm serious i'm not joking
1: do that for yeah, i can't imagine how that would ever be bothersome i think one time in my entire life Like I couldn't talk to someone, but it was literally because I was running through an airport to get a plane, and like I was running and like taking a moment to be like, like, "I love you," can I get a picture? It's like I I gotta, I gotta run, and that was. I think that's the only time in my entire career that I have said I can't take a picture with you because it's just it's lovely, and you know, and it's it's also very, you know, it's not. It's not at a ra- it was never at a rabid level. Like there was there was a couple of years where we were very popular, but it's it's not like. I can imagine how like some people are like you know it didn't, it didn't bothers their life. That's not that's not the case. If I get someone saying something now, I'm just like I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. I'm always right. I, because you know without them I wouldn't have a career.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. It's like without people watching me, right. I would have nothing. So yeah. So I have a question for you then. Um, yeah. We're gonna change it up a little bit with dating. Okay. Oh, as yeah. you're so wildly successful, how has that impacted your love life? Because I'm sure it oh. has, because, oh, yeah. I, have, I mean, just being a stand-up comedian alone is, not, it's just so problematic. In the, like, it no, is problematic. Hates and us. it's like, everybody hates and, us. And, and, and I know they do. And this is, <laughs> and it's, here's the thing, here's
1: the thing. And you know what, this is for the world. I don't know if the world knows this, but they should, because this is what it is. Not problematic if you're a man. That's right. If you are a straight man, oh my God. (laughs) I am telling you, the dudes that I grew up with um, in comedy, I think, I think like four of them, (laughs) like legitimately married girls that they met at comedy shows. I'm sorry, what? Like, seriously. <laughs> and that was, I mean, and before they met the girl, like they, I mean, they were always hooking up after shows. Yeah. And it's just not the same for women. It's just not. I mean, it is, I mean, and I've, you know, now in it for as long and talking to, you know, comics. And I mean, every once in a while they get, you know, they get some road dick, but it's not often.
0: It's really not.
1: It's really scary. You know what I mean? It's like, you know what I mean? Well, that's the thing. <laughs> it's a little scary. And like yeah. a dude that is interested to you is like, what's the matter with you? Like, it's always yeah. a little like, what's wrong with you we're just it's not very much like it it would take a very strong man to come up and be like i'm interested in you i'm like really after I just screamed on stage for an hour okay but it it's just it's not the same so and it's also too it's like um you know i remember my mother you know at one point saying to me and she's like how are you ever gonna meet anyone it's like you work at night and on every weekend she's like how do you and i was just like i don't know um and uh and also too, the one thing I like at the beginning of my comedy career, I was just like, cause I had just broken up with a boyfriend, a very bad relationship. And then I started comedy and uh, not a coincidence. And then um, like I can remember like going, no man, only comedy. And I uh, I don't think, I don't suggest that, you know, I really don't. I feel like, you know, you need hustle and you need to focus on your career but don't ever turn down the opportunity to meet someone. That's, that's a terrible Okay, so, so yeah.
0: Oh. I, um, and I feel like it's very common for female comics. Like when they first start, like when I started, I was in high school. I was like, I'm not like, I did not see men. Like I was like, there's no, there's going to be a distraction. I've seen what it does to my friends. And then you get so caught up in that. Like, this is going to sound so psychotic, but I told like up until very recently, like I'm taught like six months ago, I was like, I don't want to get into a relationship before I've accomplished what Whatever my goal is in comedy, and that's so unhealthy because that changes all the time. And it's like, mm-hmm. also, why am I letting like gatekeepers decide? I know, and why do we have I to can do that? be happy with yeah, my exactly. life? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah,
1: and that's that's very good because I I completely did the same thing. And it's like you know, I think a lot of people would be like, well, that's very convenient. I was like, no, I honestly did. It was the same thing for me. I was like, I only want comedy. All I want is success in my comedy career. That is it. And then it was probably for me. Oh, I'm going to say about, honestly, about five years ago that mm-hmm. I was like, I would like a boyfriend. Like, I mean, it was honestly, and that's after, you know, years of therapy and what. but it really, and then kind of having that moment where you look around and go, oh, I only do comedy. Like this is, I only do comedy. And the only men I know are comedians. And right. like, that's, you know, uh, so that, that I, I do, I, I know it's hard and I would say, or, you know, you give yourself X number of years to just go, you know, just nose down and only do, but don't don't let it completely take over your life because you do. You wake up after fifteen years of comedy and go, "Uh oh, how do I do this now?" So yeah, I would say. And you know, also too, there is a little bit of the um, uh. Like sort of the you know like God is it what's like you know uh, like a puck Bunny kind of vibe like you know like I always kind of wondered about that and it's not so much like um, it's not so i mean right now in my career no but like i have friends that are popular comedians and you know you have that especially just because everything is so accessible now um you know like my one of my best friends zach you know he's on a show he's very popular he's cute and there's always that moment where he's always like are these the guys that i'm meeting like are they interested in me or they kind of just like, oh, you're on that show. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. So yeah. there's a little bit of that as well that I would think is sort of strange. And I think too, even if like someone meets you as a comedian, it's like, I want you to know who me first and then then see me perform kind of thing. Right.
0: You know what I mean? I um, I have the opportunity right now to trick, I try to trick men. Like when, if we're out on a date, I will not tell them that I do comedy. I am just like, I need, yeah. to, I need you to like me for my personality, yeah. and yeah. then like on date 18, I'll- Yes, date 18. and
1: not be terrified that I'm a comedian. Yeah. That's the same thing. Like when I started five years ago and I was like, I would like to maybe date now. And then I started like online dating, app dating. I never said I was a comedian.
0: I used to say I do voice work. Yeah. That's what I did. Well, yeah, yeah just- I just tell people i like, a comedy writer. I'm just like, I'm a exactly. comedy writer. You say like, you're a
1: writer and that seems yeah. very, the same thing. Cause it's like, it seems, because you know, it's aggressive. Like, that's but the thing. Like- it's like, men think it's aggressive. But they all it is is aggressive. confident. But yes. they, they're, and there the are certain type of men that are like, I don't want to see a woman on stage. You're like, well, I don't want to date that man. That's for right. sure. But, you know, um, yeah, yeah. So there is, there's sort of, there is that sort of like strong, I don't need you kind of thing. And there are a lot of men that aren't into that, which is good because it's weeding out a lot of bad men. That's but right. um, yeah, but you know, there is that kind of, thing yeah and then there's and then there's I you know I have friends who now she think she's just turned corners where she's like no, no no first thing I do is her in her profile her dating profile is all comedy you know she's like now I just let them know like now there's no you know what I mean this is this is it you know what I mean yeah. I'm just like oh what about this this is always my favorite are you gonna write a joke about me I'm just oh like,
0: fuck off why yeah, exactly why it's like, seriously? you think you're that important I know
1: exactly yeah are you gonna be that interesting I don't think so but anyway <laughs> but there is, yeah, there's a lot of that though. So, but I will, I will tell you that, you know, it's, um, yeah, it is. I don't know if it's changed still in all of these years. It's like, it just seems so much easier for men. It just It does, is so much know, easier for men. I've yeah.
0: seen I've literally, I have male comedians that are friends that are like, yeah, like the, women love funny men. Like even funny. If a comedian, I would love to date. That's why it's impossible to you not date male comics because they're yes. so funny and you, you connect it. with them.
1: Yes. Can but you put like, a pen in the other, other, other for you. The, that, you see, this is the thing too. Like, I've never understood mom. that. I've yeah. never understood how people are always like, you can't date a comic. And it's like, why not? People yeah. meet at the office all the time. Like I never understood yeah. that. Because it's like, I mean, I guess it's like, you know, again, the right the right man, but it's like, I want someone that makes me laugh. I yeah. want to be able to, you know, laugh and, and have fun with someone. And also like they get it. They yeah. get it. They get your schedule. They get, you know, they they understand, you know, how hard it is sometimes and how wonderful it is And it. They get it. So, yeah. and you know, right now, I mean, I know a ton of successful comedy couples, Do you know? Yeah. So I don't know if that's, maybe that's maybe that's changing a little bit. But like when I started comedy, like the first thing everyone said was, don't date comics. And it's like, okay. You know, I mean, it's, I've never really had the problem of, of that, but I just, I never, I never understood it. I was, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't keep that rule for people. You know what I mean? I would say, don't sleep with a bunch of male comics because then you're just going to be like, oh, what have I done? You know what I mean? It's like, you're dating them, you're dating them, but like, yeah, I I don't know. And again, it's easy because they're accessible and they're your friends and whatever, but it's just like, I feel like at one point someday you're going to wake up and be like, oh, I've slept with a lot of dudes in this room and that sucks. You're in the green room. It's like, oh God, but that's, that's just me. I'm old fashioned.
0: Right. right Yeah, no, it's true. And I feel like uh, male comics, I don't, I don't feel like they think like that. I feel like it's more for them. I'm not sure. I've never sat down with one and asked them, but I, I feel I'd like love to probably though less shame there yeah I would love yeah, to yeah also. I know
1: I was gonna say I would I would like to know that yeah and I also think too it's like you know as comedians as performers you know I'm uh, we I think we need someone that is you know that sort of keeps the same kind of schedule do you know what, <laughs> what I mean it's a, how you how are you gonna date someone that has to be at the office at 8 a.m do you know right. what I mean it's like when you cruise in from work you know 10 30 11, midnight it's how do
0: you how do you do that? I don't know. How do you keep that going? Exactly. I yeah, mean, yeah. Just, I don't know. It's about finding maybe a balance between that. I honestly, like they don't even need to be that like, I would be okay with dating a guy that is like not funny himself, but has a good sense of humor and appreciates oh, yeah. the comedy. Like oh, dating yeah, yeah. a comedy fan is great. Cause they like get all your references. They listen yes. to the same podcast that you listen to and the same comedians yeah. that you listen to.
1: Totally. Um, I'm with you on that one too. Like, yeah, you, you don't have to be cracking jokes.
0: Yeah. You just have to be able to keep
1: up, get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? To get it. That is, that's the big thing. I'm yeah. totally with you.
0: Yeah. And then usually even then they're like, oh, I thought about doing comedy at one point in my life. And you're just like, yeah. go. And then leave. you're like, and now I have to leave.
1: <laughs> now, now, this, now it's done. Now we're over. Okay. Yeah. That's always number one. That's always out of the question. Yeah. Um, yeah it's funny. I was going to say, and that's, I hear it's We're all, all women, all female, excuse me. All women, not female, all women comedians. Same page. Yeah. Same page.
0: <laughs> Everybody, all of us. I don't know why it's like that. It's like, you can either be good at comedy or you can have a boyfriend. Uh, mm-hmm. It's one of them. I don't well, know. Well, just
1: saying, you know, what the funny thing is too, like I've had like an old, um, years ago, uh, an old uh, casting director that I worked part-time at his office. And he was just like, you're a lesbian, right? And I was like, no, actually I'm not. <laughs> and he was like, you know, and he was like, oh, I thought all female comedians were lesbians. And I was like, no, we aren't. <laughs> And then, you know, and he was probably like 80. And then I was, I kind of, but he was lovely. And I was just like, how, can I ask why? And he was like, because I thought it would just be easier because they're not looking for a husband. And I was like, okay, yeah, all right. Okay. You know, and I was like, all right. But yeah, there there was that stigma that, you know, all female comedians are lesbians whatever gosh we 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 put up with a lot don't we
0: (laughs) we really put up with a lot it's actually really abusive Um, it it really is it it is it's just like oh wow okay well the men have no
1: idea (laughs) do you mostly online date or is it do you actually you know to be i i did for a while and then i i decided this year and i'll tell you the truth between me and you um i went to england to uh meet a man that i've been talking to for a long time Like, yeah so from out of nowhere because i decided to like Stop doing the online dating. And he actually, in April, um, slid into my DMs in my Instagram. And like, um, you know, is he found me through a a comic that I know. And he'd been like, you know, just following my career for a bit. And then he felt, I guess, emboldened by the pandemic. And just was like, I just wanted to, you know, I'd, I'd hate to, the world's weird and I'd hate to regret not saying hello. And then we just started chatting. And he is he's lovely. Nice. So yeah, I went to go spend like seem three pretty weeks pretty giddy. With him.
0: You seem pretty good. Yeah, he's, 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 guy he's is. pretty great.
1: Yeah, He's, he's pretty got great. a place. He lives in London. But in here's the life. thing, he lives in London. It's like, you know, it's like I couldn't, like, I'm like, you couldn't live in like, you know, you couldn't live in Long Beach, but he lives, yeah. and he lives in London. But that's, you know, whatever. I'm like, oh, that's fine with me. I, I, I can go to London. So yeah, so now we'll go back to the first question of London. You're back. Yeah, now, now I'm <laughs> to think, could I can I start my career over in London? Maybe. Nice. Uh, Thing. But oh, yeah, it also like works that. too because, like, he's an artist. You know what I mean? So it's like he is an artist as well. He's yeah, he's and he's an artist. He's like a visual artist, and it's just like okay, so that works. It's like so, you dream. work from home and you have no schedule. Fantastic. That's the Fantastic. dream. I would love. Yeah, a that's visual the dream. Artist. Right? I would fucking just, love
0: a visual artist. I'm telling yeah. you,
1: it's like really it was just like uh, okay, so yeah, that yeah. Uh, that was like check mark. So yeah, Amazing. so we did. We technically met through comedy but he's never like physically being at one of my shows because, you know, he only watches online and like listens to the podcast and stuff. So I was like, okay. Cause then I, and I was weirded out too, because, you know, it, it did feel like, oh, you know so much about me. Do you know what I mean? Like there was, because, you know, I do the podcasts with my friend Zach and, you know, we're just, we're filthy. And it's like having that moment of like, oh, what have I, what have I said? You know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so that felt strange because it felt like he knows so much about me right and i'm like and i am just meeting you you know so it was yeah but now it's even out because we we facetime like every day so um yeah so now I, I forced him into giving me facts about him yeah 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 so
0: good yeah, yeah. so there you go thing is like right i'm hesitant to tell anybody that i meet i usually do online which has never worked out like it's never yeah. successful um yeah. And I kind of like refrain because then I'm like, you're going to Google me or something. Or like, you're going to one of my sets. And then you don't know talk about me. And it gets, and then it's also like, which set
1: are you going to see? Do you know what I mean? It's like, I want you to see the set I want you to see. I don't want you to just go on YouTube and find whatever that someone taped on their phone from like four years ago or whatever. Yeah. Right. It's all very strange. It's all very strange. You want to have the control. So, and that's the thing. We don't wear Yeah. lack of control of like what they see and what they know. So. That's right. Yeah, I know. But then at the same time it's like if you don't if you don't date on the apps, like you know what I mean? What, what else? What else? What I don't know. What else? So it's like yeah. <laughs> even just for even just for material. Even just for material until you get tired of it or or actually meet a good one. So who knows?
0: Yeah. I never understand how people yeah. meet in real life, like at coffee shops yeah. and stuff. Yeah. When I am walking in public or even if I'm like ordering coffee, I always seem like I'm in a rush. Like I always yeah. <laughs> Like, I have to, I'm late for something. Nobody has ever stopped me in the middle of the street and been like, hey, you know what? Can hey, I-? hi. It yeah. happens to all my friends. It happens to like, yeah. like sweating. I'm going down the yes. street. There's like, there's mascara flying. Like, it's just yeah. like, yes. <laughs> I'm late. I have my
1: AirPods in. Like, there's a lot of just like, what do you want? You know, yeah. that kind of like, what? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know yeah. it's funny. That's a lost art, isn't it? Like, it's just, that's what I'm saying. It's like, that's what people meet. You meet in school. You meet at work. That's, that's, you know, those days are... So if you're a comedian, yeah, that's where you meet at the office.
0: Yeah, that's right. So what I'm
1: saying is, yeah, you should date a comedian. Is Dave rehash uh-huh. single?
0: <laughs> Dave, we gotta know. Oh, I
1: love him. I love him. We'll find out. I'll find you're out from right. him. Uh, yeah,
0: especially because I- comedians are other sensitive. So it's like you want that too. Yes. Just, yeah. Exactly.
1: Exactly. They're sensitive little, delicate little flowers that pretend they're not it's so cute. Um. So
0: cute so what was the first I'm going to just change the topic again completely. yeah sure when yeah. was the first um gig that you got where you're like I'm a comedian now like this is Ooh. it well that's a good question or was it like a slow build over time I feel like that's a weird question because uh I, I feel like no. it's a healthy question it's not a weird question it's, it's an unhealthy <laughs> question <laughs> no it's it's, it, it's funny because it's like
1: you know, I mean, I, of course, went through the, you know, having a day job and doing comedy and being exhausted every day at the day job and that kind of stuff. And it was, it was like, I never, I wouldn't have led with I do comedy. Do you know what I mean? I'd be like, I work at blah, blah. And I, I'm, I'm trying to do comedy, that kind of thing. Yeah. And when I was able to, when I started saying I do comedy, I'm a comedian, was when, when I quit my day job. You know, when I was able to support myself doing comedy. And that was, for me, the thing that really made me go, oh, I'm a comedian. It was in, oh, six, I want to say, 2006. So I'd been doing comedy for about six years. And I had been at Just for Laughs. Now I didn't do a taping. I just had gone to the festival to do some shows. And it had been super fun. And um, Russell Peters, I'd, uh, and I'd, I'd known him, but I didn't know him very well. But his brother, who was his manager, you know, came up and was just like, you know, we'd like, we'd like to talk to you about opening for Russell on tour. And me just like, what? And like, oh, and that was really it because it was supposed to be. So I went on tour with him, like doing 15, 10 or 15 minute sets. And it was supposed to be like, we planned it. They had said like, oh, we're going to be about four shows. And it ended up being like 24 shows across the country. And that was, yeah. And that was just, yeah. And they're like, you know, you can, you can quit your day job. And I was just like, what? was scared to death and then I did and then it was just that moment that because of that like it was stretched out the gigs like it was probably like two weekends a month and it kind of so it lasted for like four months or something but it was um yeah it was that moment that and it was just because it's like you know you're flying to go to a gig and you're staying in a hotel and that made me be like oh I'm a comedian so that was really a big thing you know and Russell was so fun and it, he's so generous and so that was really big so then I I, I haven't you know Knock on wood, God willing. I haven't had a day job since, right? So so that was huge. And it was. it's not even, it's, it is, it's like, yeah, quitting the day job is really, but that really just felt like when you start going on the road, you really feel like a comic. You know yeah. what I mean? You just really feel like, oh, I'm a stand up. Now this is what I do. You know what I mean? It's even even more so than like, you know, doing video on trial or doing whatever. It's There's something about like, you know, flying to go do a show that really makes you feel like, it makes you really feel like a stand up.
0: Totally. After you did that tour with Russell, did you transition back to those like lame motel gigs, or was it from there? Yeah, you did.
1: Yeah, totally, totally. That that was um, that was yeah, that was just like a good year with Russell. You know, just had like a really good year, and then it went to the one nighters at like you know Christmas parties for whatever you know, and doing it like at you know like Lions Den places, you know that kind of stuff. So and then did that for you know, and again you know I. I don't know what happens in, like, I don't think it really happens in LA. I don't know what else happens in the rest of America, but like, according to my chats with comics, they don't have those. Cause I'm like, we had like, you know, talking of like growing up and saying, Oh no, I was able to make a living after X number of years. And they're like, what? Yeah, we had one nighters. We had the women's meeting. We had the, you know, the, the awards night at the curling club. Like, I mean, That's how, you know, that's how we paid our rent. Like I honestly, truly, and, 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 you know, American comics look and they're like, what? I mean, they, they do it by, you know, performing at schools. They'd get a lot of university gigs, but yeah, there was years and years of doing that, of doing, you know, one nighters and driving for four hours with three comedians and, you know, doing a show and turning around and driving for four hours home. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it got, it got easier after Russell, but it um, like the gigs got better after Russell, but. Yeah, I did that for a while. Yeah, and and yeah, kind like of an,
0: one-nighter gigs. Yeah. Did those ever affect you mentally? Because for me, it's like I um, last year I had an experience. I was in Niagara Falls, and I was just I just felt very alone, even though I was with other comedians. They were like they're two older male comics. I just kind of felt, and they're amazing people, and they're so kind. But at the same time, it's like I sort of felt. Alone in this situation, yeah. I've yeah. been meditating and stuff like that to kind of reframe loneliness. It's like a pair package mm. thing that I've been doing. Um, yeah. I felt so sick, like I would, I would have like panic attacks, like because I was yeah. like, I'm here alone by myself. It's dark outside. It was like in December. I was like, it gets dark at five, yeah. and it's yeah. just, it, it was genuinely scary. Even though the place I was yeah. staying yeah. totally fine and safe. Yeah, you do just. Feel- no, I hear you. I hear you on that because it's like, yeah. and you know, often.
1: Uh, still, um, maybe it's getting better. I'm sure it is. But like, you know, when I was in that position, it was, you know, it was always, you know, me and men. And often it would be, um, you know, much older that have been doing comedy for a really long time. And uh, I mean, again, I know it's changed. I know it has. I know the, the, uh, the landscape has changed. But, you know, there was often it was, you know, um, there's a certain generation of men, uh, even comedians that are not, you know, open they're not welcoming to women. And so I had to work with a lot of those guys. You had mm-hmm. to work with a lot of those guys that were not, you know, um, drive you there, but not, oh, I can't get you home. And you're just like, I I'm two hours out of the city. Yeah. And like just being like sorry, and you're like, like not caring for your welfare at all. Wow. And we are I'm not saying that women, we need to be taken care of, but it's like there's humanity, you know, being humane, you know, being yeah. kind and and that and considerate. And yeah. And so there was definitely a lot of times that you're just we just you just feel completely alone. And you're like, oh, no one's got my back here. No one's got my back here. Nothing at all, you know? And that kind of feeling. So I understand that for sure. Um, And then, you know, and then there are, there are, there's always good ones. There's always guys that are like, thank God I get to work with him. It's so great. Um, But, you know, I never had a car. I never drove. So there was always that. I was always at the mercy of somebody else. And if that person didn't feel like it, then you're just stuck. Because Mm -hmm. it was very, very rarely were you able to like, take the subway to the gig. It was always three hours out of town. Do you know, it was always that kind of thing. And so like, you weren't saying oftentimes, you know, they would be like, there's no hotel. And be like, we'll just drive home. And then, and now you're like, it's midnight. And I have two and a half hours out of the city. And i what am I going to do? And that's like, you know, yeah, there's a lot of times and it's, yeah, and, it, and don't kid yourself. It is it's just it is different for women. It is, you know, it's, it's often we find ourselves in the position of no one having our back and no one really, you know, no one really kind of accepting that we could be in more danger than men. And yeah, and it, and it stinks, you know? And it happens too. It's like, um, you know, one thing that I was just like, oh, it's still, I've let it go, but not really, because I'm going to tell you the story. But there was a, um, uh, a booker and he was booking me for a weekend at his club. And I booked it weeks, weeks in advance. And, uh, you know, they have a condo and like, a, a, I think a three bedroom condo. And so I was just like, you know, so I get, I get one of the bedrooms. Of course you do. It's like, great. Okay. And he's like, you know, you'll be sharing with other comics. I'm like, I don't care. As long as, you know, my bedroom has a door on it, I'm fine. Right. And then the like the Tuesday before I was supposed to go up, supposed to go on Wednesday or something or like Monday or whatever, two days notice uh, contacted me and said, um, Oh, it's this, 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 this. And this guy's been added. So you don't have a bedroom anymore. You're on the couch. And I was just like, what? So now it was instead of like three of us in the condo, it was five of us in the condo and he pushed me to the sofa. And I was just like, I'm a woman sleeping on the sofa. I need, privacy it's me and four men i was like that's not happening it's just it's not gonna happen and he and so i canceled i just i was like no i this was like gonna be like wednesday thursday friday saturday sunday and i was like no i'm not sleeping on the sofa with a bunch of men i don't know i'm just not and he has not had one good thing to say about me since called me a troublemaker oh deborah's a diva and i was like because i want privacy for five or six and to be honest isn't that's not even it is a woman thing but also it's just like Malecom, they deserve a room. They deserve a bed for five nights too. You know what I mean? They really do. But I don't know. And it's just, it's those sorts of things that, you know, and no one was on my side and all my pals were like, why'd you cancel? And I was like, what? Yeah.
0: So I was
1: like, because I'm not sleeping on the sofa right? in front of like dudes all weekend. I'm just not, you yeah. know? And well, this I'm... is, you know what I mean? It's like, I know you understand, but like, I'm sure some people listening, were like, you don't, yeah, it's just, guys that you don't know that well and that are going to get drunk and, well, also, and that you're that's like i on taught. the sofa
0: that's that's yeah. what we've been taught our entire life was yeah. don't be alone with men don't so, be vulnerable around men so, yeah don't you get know? into an elevator with another man yes. like it's just it's yeah. just what we've been I know you want life. me to
1: sleep for five days and, and this is yeah. not me thinking that oh i'm such a you know such a lure no it's just I'm a woman and I deserve to have a bedroom door and that's all I absolutely agree and yeah. so yeah and so and because of that is it's a shame because because of that then it's like oh I'm trouble I'm a troublemaker mm-hmm. oh she's such a diva never never work with her again And it's like oh okay bye. right and then, so, then yeah, I wonder if, is- I wonder if men have that you know I wonder if that men have that probably not
0: Right. Exactly. You know? And then sometimes yeah. that experience, uh, cause I know if that happened to me, I, I would kind of take that information and apply it, even though it might not necessarily apply to the next one. I would send that book or an email being like, Hey, please like, don't put me on the couch. Like this has happened to me yes. before.
1: Well, your back it's, is up. Then, you, know, is and then up. you kind exactly. of go in, then you go in a little, like, are we going to, are you sure that I'm going to have a bedroom? And yeah. then you become that sort of like you know quote unquote shrill woman of going, yeah. but I have a room, right? Like I definitely have a room, like that kind of thing, you know. Yeah. And it sucks because then again, we're then then that then they call us, right? You know, it's like nice and, I just and they chain. call us. Yeah. And I yeah. Closet. Exactly. I'd rather sleep yeah, in a closet, it. standing like up literally. I'm I was going to yeah. say, just let me lean against a wall with a door. But anyway, <laughs> right. so. Yeah. That's right. And you know, and again, and then you know, it was scary to say no, but it was like, I, I have to, you know, because saying no is also very hard, you know, mm-hmm. because I definitely lost gigs because of that. But it's just like, sometimes what are you doing, baby? Stop it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, all these things, all the things that happened to us that we, uh, that you just have to deal with. And you're like, OK. And this, I'm sure it happens in all careers, all walks of life, but it definitely happens in comedy, for sure.
0: Yeah, 100%. And I hate that. Mm-hmm. I hate the, uh... oh, she's high maintenance The road isn't for women. It's like, what do you mean the road isn't for women? Like, what do you mean Mm -hmm. driving to a place is not for a woman? It's like, I know. Basic human decency.
1: Yeah, yeah, basic human decency. And it's funny too, because it's like comics that say that, like, there'll be, you know, I remember, you know, growing up in it and like, and there were certain areas in Canada and like certain rooms that were notorious for being chaotic. Mm. And being like fights and crazy and dangerous, and then me saying no, I'm gonna pass on that gig. And then and like male comics going, oh, you're not a real comic. And I'm like, I'm Uh. not a real comic because I don't wanna, I don't wanna risk my safety. Like, what are you talking about?
0: That's right. And then
1: it's like, oh, by the way, you shouldn't be doing that either. By the way, like you, (laughs) there'd be nothing wrong with you going and saying I don't want to do it. You know. But then it's like, oh, I'm a pussy if I don't. It's like. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. It's very, there is, and you know, I mean, again, this is, you know, 15 years ago. I hope the landscape has changed. I know it has, but I hope it's changed as much as I want it to, you know, that uh, kind of right.
0: thing. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I hate that. It's like, what makes you a real comic? Being able to break up. Oh, a I website? know. Like, exactly. Is that a punch? Like, It's
1: not, it's not.
0: You're it's a not. UFC you know I mean?
1: announcer. You're not yeah, a comedian. Totally, either. totally, totally. <laughs> you're, a, you're a bouncer. And it's like, that's not, that's not comedy, you know, and that's not comedy. Right. So, that's ridiculous. So anyone that says that to you, it's just like, okay, you can have that gig. Have at it. Have fun. Yeah, take
0: it. Um, <laughs>
1: Lose yeah. a tooth. God bless you.
0: Yeah, Um, I think it has changed a little bit. Like, thankfully, I haven't yeah. experienced many of those gigs. Good. Uh, but yeah, there are some that some that I've I've had to avoid because you're like staying in a motel off a highway or yeah. something. Yeah, like, I don't I don't need that in my life. I need money. I don't money. need to do
1: that. But I don't need, I need that. The money. But it's not a, not at the risk of my safety. It's it's really not. So
0: yeah, I know. One hundred percent. Totally. Uh huh. And the thing, too, is like the difference um, is like when I was taking Niagara Falls, for example, first of all, I not that I'm putting it on anxiety, but I am more sensitive to those types of environments, I guess. Like there was a couple like as soon as I checked into the hotel, there was a couple next door to me having really loud sex. And I was yeah. like, I need to get I picked up my bed. Like I took my earplugs and I heard them and I was like, nope, I <laughs> back, back down to the lobby I was like, you guys need to give me uh, a better a better room, and it's uh, it's really funny because it's like two. So there's like one side of the hotel where like the comedians stay. That's like a little bit more yeah. rundown, uh, and then there's another side that's like a little bit fancier. And I was like, I need a room in like the fancy side. I was like, you don't understand, <laughs> please,
1: in the <laughs> real people side. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah and then uh, yeah, and I, I got the fuck out of there, thankfully. Um, but there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with that. I came back and I told my family and they were just like, why don't you just put headphones in? They're like, just lay down on the bed and put headphones in. And I was like, you don't understand. Like, I just-
1: You don't I understand. Don't, I, have I have to work game. too. Then I have to go on stage and be funny.
0: Like, you know what I <laughs> mean? It's like,
1: it's not as easy as it looks, everybody. Like, it's really not. You know what I mean? It. it yeah, sometimes it's easy, but sometimes it's not. And so I need to go in at least well-rested. And, you know, I mean, even that kind of stuff is it's like, yeah, it's, it's the little things. It's all the little things. God bless. God, we, we, we put up with a lot. It's true. <laughs> I mean, I love comedy. I wouldn't change, you know, I wouldn't change my ch- career choice ever. But, right. you know, when you look back, you go, God, yeah.
0: It makes you stronger for pleased it. Very I'm still standing. It. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I admire so many female comedians. Actually, almost all of the comedians that I admire are female comics. And I don't know if it's because we have had very parallel experiences I just connect with them more, and they just yeah. get it. There's so much more empathetic. And, and,
1: and I always, I'm mean, almost all the time, find them funnier. Anyway, you know, I don't know why I just do. Yeah, you know, so
0: that just happens. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, can I ask you another yeah. question? Do you are yes. you have a therapist, or have you been in therapy?
1: No, oh, yeah, I've been in therapy oh, since uh, I was 19.
0: Okay. I have,
1: I have been with a. Th- I've been with this therapist that I'm with right now, Blake, who I love. He and I, God, I'm not good at timeline. Like, I feel like we could, I could have been his client for, like, 12 years, maybe? I have no idea. I have no idea at this point. Could be 12. But, yeah, yeah I have I have been in, in therapy. Like, the first thing I did when I got, when I went away to college was we got free access to a therapist, and I signed up, like, day one. It's like, yes, please. So, yeah, no, therapy is... um Therapy is very important to me. I think it's very necessary for everyone. I don't think that people need to be in therapy their whole life. I don't think you need to go to therapy once a week. But I feel like every adult human being should have some therapy in their life. Totally. I think I think one of the, the easiest ways to figure out someone not to spend time with is someone that goes, yeah, I don't need therapy. Yeah. You're like, oh, bye. You're crazy. Yeah. You're like that. You literally admitted I'm a dangerous human being. That's, that's it. Exactly that's just right. is. That's oh my God. That's you know, right. maybe maybe some some people that are like, oh, you know, I, I have in there or whatever and they're scared of it and because I get it, you know, all that, fine. But the the minute someone says to me, Yeah, I, I don't need therapy. I don't believe in therapy, that's a cuckoo. Yeah, no good. But um yeah, I do. I believe that um at least I'm telling you, at least like a solid four or five years of therapy, I think every everybody, you know, what I mean maybe even like Before you hit 30, you should have gone to at least a couple years of therapy. I just think so. It's so good. It's like, I don't understand, like, why would anyone balk at therapy? It's like, it's so good. Like, there's no wrong. There's no bad in it. There's no bad at all.
0: It's not a right- There's no bad. Like, I uh, I think it's great. And also- Um, I think says something about someone's level of introspection to be like, Hey, Mm. I need help. And admitting that you need help is such a self-awareness, self-awareness. Absolutely. Exactly. It's Mm -hmm. so courageous too. And just to be aware of like areas that you can improve in yourself. is just such an attractive Mm -hmm. quality and wanting
1: and it is and wanting to, and wanting to make improvements, you know? And it's so funny because there's, there was such a cliche, not anymore, but like, like in our parents, my parents era, you know, it was always like, ooh, therapy, you're ooh, crazy. And it's like, thats it's so funny because people that get therapy are the non-crazy people. Like, I mean, they're the ones that, no, 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 no. I mean, honestly, truly, my therapist now, when I, you know, five years ago, six years ago, I was like, maybe I would like to date. And one of the main things he said to me is, you can never date anyone that's not done therapy. And I was just like, okay. And he's like, I'm serious. He's like, one of the first things you need to ask on a date is, so how long have you been in therapy? Like, it's just, yeah, there's... If there's no therapy, there's no dating. I mean, right. especially like, you know, a man in his 40s, you know, a man in his late 30s and 40s. My God, there needs to be, there needs to be a little oh, bit. Oh, they need you know therapy. I mean? so, Men in their 40s dude, have yeah, the dude. Intelligence oh, More intelligence
0: of like, a 19-year-old girl. It's insane. Literally more than anybody else. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So, no, yeah, I'm all for therapy. Yeah. Therapy, therapy, rah, rah, rah. Love yeah, it.
0: Really. I, yeah. <laughs> uh, I love the conversation of because you mentioned that your parents, like my parents, especially, like my mom's not really like that. but my, And my dad, not really, but definitely my grandparents have been like, you don't need therapy. Just go outside, go for walks. Yeah. Oh, therapy. God. Yeah. Like, no, you yeah. Don't just get it. over it. Just get yeah. over
1: it. Don't, yeah. go, oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, is that easy? My mother was very much, um, my mother was a very, she thought therapy was in her words, hocus pocus, like she just thought like, Mm. why are we going to therapy? She just thought it was ridiculous. I don't know why. I don't know what bothered her so much about it, but my dad now, you know, in the last probably like 10 years, my dad now is just like, well, if it works for you. So he's like, he's, he's open to it now. But uh, yeah, my mother just hated it. She just thought it was airing of dirty laundry. And I'm like, you know, it's not like broadcast, you know that, right? It's like me and a therapist and that's it. You right. know that we're not being recorded. It's not whatever, so.
0: And it's just a, a generational thing too, because I remember my it first is. experiences with. Because I have uh, like anxiety and OCD, and I didn't realize at the time what it was, but I feel like there's a level of pride, especially with parents. Like if you have a kid that needs to go to therapy, yeah. I feel like there's a level of pride where they don't yes, want to admit that, that they, they failed. Out. They they put yes. on themselves. Yeah. It has nothing to do with you. This could be a genetic condition. It could be something yeah. that happened in school that I need to work through, or mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with you, right? And to think that I mean, of
1: often, yeah. I was gonna say, yes, it does often, you know, it does often stem from your, you know, your family of origin, but it also, you're right. It's like it can be school, it could just be socialization, it can be anything, you know. Yeah. I mean, I'm very I'd be, you know, it's will be interesting to see. Like I think about, because my best friend is a, is a therapist and like, I just think it will be very interesting to see what happens to young people now. It's like kids not being socialized. Like mm-hmm. it's like, do you know what I mean? Like little eight, nine, 10 year old kids not being able to see anyone, not being able to play with friends. Like I can't even imagine like what, like what, what is it doing to little psyches? You know, I just, it's not good. And you know, and from just from, my best friend Robin's, you know, what's her experience right now? It's like, she's like, her client list is like doubled, which is great, but it's a lot though. You know, it's like, she's like doing like emergency sessions on Sundays. Do you know what I mean? Like, like it's all zoom or over the phone or whatever, but it's just like, yeah, it's uh, people are, people are, people yeah. are reaching out right now, which is great, but it's just like, oh yeah, it's a very stressful time and I can't, I can't even imagine like, being in a pandemic in a quarantine without a therapist. Like, it's just right. like, Oh my God. Oh my God. It's quite necessary now.
0: Yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do believe in like the human conditions way to adjust. So I do feel like no matter like we need human connection and we will get it mm-hmm. any way that we can. So I believe in our ability to adjust to the times that we're living in.
1: Sure. Absolutely. Currently,
0: I don't know how that's going to happen. Cause I'm not a, a kid growing up in this time. Yeah. But I do think that we'll be able to adjust somehow, but probably in a way that's scary, like connection to robots. Yeah, like I just work okay. phones, social media. I know. Yeah, I was gonna say way like we're more
1: dependent on phones. But it is true though, that's like we do adjust and you know, with like with the quarantine, um, it's funny because like I don't know anyone that's like completely quarantined. Like I think everyone has one or two people. Yeah. And, you know, be like, what do you do? Like, you have to. You, do, you have to. Like, just saying, like, be absolutely alone and not see anyone. That's just, I think, I think it's too much. I think it's too much to, to ask of any human being, you know? Right. Especially comedians. My God, my whole social life is comedy. That's yeah. my social life. You right. know, it's like, that's, that's it. You know, that's it. Yeah. I don't, like, I don't go, you don't go, I don't go out to places. I'm like, I don't have to. I, I do comedy. I go out to places and see people when I'm working. You know, so right. that's when that first started, when that was taken away, it really felt felt the the emptiness of that, of the loss of that. That it was just like, oh, OK, not yeah. only work is gone. It's like, you know, I mean, everyone at the office, it's social, but like ours is different. Ours is really social.
0: And so yeah. it's,
1: yeah, really feel that as well. You know,
0: right. and especially with the closure of some venues, too. It's made me yeah. like, kind of like be a bit introspective in the way of like, OK, maybe you were a little bit too dependent on this social circle maybe you need yeah. to just find some sort of peace within yourself yeah. and not rely so much on these places but at the same yep. time you can't help it it's our life but
1: yeah oh, you can't help it but it is though it is it is like to take these opportunities to go and say yeah yeah you're right expand a little bit somehow
0: yeah. it's true somehow yeah, yeah. True. um all right deborah well i guess that's all the time we have um, great. thank Good you deal. so much for doing thank this thank you so much lovely, I really lovely chatting it. with you Thank you. It was a lovely pleasure. With you. I'm so excited that you were my first guest. This is, uh, this is, you know, I feel so honored. This is it. Honored oh, this is nice. This. I'm so
1: pleased. I'm so pleased that I'm your first guest. So let me know when it's up and I'll, I'll tweet it and do the things. Sounds good. Sounds uh, well, good, good luck with great, all
0: of so your good. adventures to the UK. I hope they're bountiful. I hope I was going to say. And amazing. I hope I get to go back. Yeah. I hope
1: I get to go back. <laughs>
0: Hey guys, it's me. Um, Thank you so much for listening to the first episode of All Good. Hopefully as the stages kind of loosen up in Toronto, we can talk to people in person and in studio, but for now I'm gonna have to do it over a classy Zoom call. So I'm gonna fix the audio and all that shit. Um, Obviously, if you wanna check out any of Deborah's stuff, she's a huge celebrity, you can just Google her, or you can check out her comedy special on Crave called Here's the Thing, Or you can download her comedy album called Lady Jazz, which I believe is available on all streaming platforms. Thank you so much for listening. Peace.